0: The following message is a presentation from Grace Baptist Church in Kettering, Ohio. 3 John chapter number 1 and verse number 9 is where we'll pick up in this. We have probably a couple more times in uh, 3 John, even though it is a small letter, uh, some thought uh, breaks here that we want to just deal with separately. 3 John and verse number 9, it says, John's uh, writing to this, this man Gaius, I wrote unto the church, but, and we learned on Sunday, uh, we love the but gods of Scripture, but these, uh, this, this isn't one of those. It's, it's but diotrophies. and oftentimes uh, in a case like this, you, you, you need some somber music that goes along with it. But Diotrophies, you just kind of feel like uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a foreboding mood coming on here. But Diotrophies who loveth to have the preeminence among them, the church, receiveth us not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth, prating against us with malicious words, and not content therewith, neither doth he himself receive the brethren, and forbiddeth them that would, and casteth them out of the church. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. He that doeth good is of God, but he that doeth evil hath not seen God. And let's pray. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the good illustrations of scripture, as well as the negative illustrations of scripture. Uh, Lord, from them, uh, we can take instruction. And I pray that you would instruct us tonight through this man, Diotrephes. Now, you'd help us, Lord, to guard against that, same, that spirit, uh, that attitude, the activity, uh, the ambition of Diotrephes. And, Lord, I pray that you would continue to strengthen our church. Now, Lord, we we do ask for every person that's gathered tonight. We ask for your protection upon them. We ask for your health. Uh, we ask for our, your spiritual blessing upon their lives. Encourage them exactly in the way that they need to be encouraged. And, Lord, would your word just uh, inspire uh, to continue to serve you. in these days we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. I hope that you got a guide on the way in and can follow along with some of the verses that we'll be dealing with tonight. But uh, as we've started Third John, we've been dealing with this man, this personal letter to this man, Gaius. Uh, he is a a generous, uh, loving, godly believer uh, that John obviously has had interaction with. Uh, second John was written to a church, a church like you and I, uh, a church that had uh, issues, a church that had some needs, and Uh, The main message of 2 John was make sure that your love is always shown in the context of truth, in the sphere of truth. That's a message that we still need to take a hold of today. We need to make sure that our love is always shown and demonstrated in the context of truth. Now, as we get into 3 John, Gaius is this man who is just exhibiting love all over. He's a hospitable, generous, loving Christian. And uh, he is showing hospitality to those that come through that are uh, that are strangers, those traveling preachers, uh, evangelists, those that are coming through, communicating God's word. He's also showing it to others right within his own church. And so he is just his heart is open. His home is open. He's the type of person that we want to be. But then John deals with this issue that's going on inside of his church. And what I want you to get a picture of, we'll deal with this a little bit later in our study But 2 John is written to a a church uh, dealing with some issues and encouraging them the way they are to show love in the context of truth. But this is written to an individual, helping them understand, hey, there's a problem going on inside your church. I want to encourage you to continue to show love and continue to show hospitality. But there's an issue going on inside of your church that I need you to be aware of. Uh, There might be some opposition to the letter I've sent. Uh, there's some problems that are brewing there, and I need you to be aware of, and really what John is doing is tipping off one of the, the spiritual men in the church to an issue that's going on. John is not able to be there. He wants to be there, as we'll see a little later on in this, in this letter, but he's tipping off a spiritual man in the church. Uh, just as a, a side note, uh, we want to be that type of person that is known for being a solution to problems inside of a church, not an accessory to problems inside of a church right Gaius was a person that was was known by John hey here's a man that is going to help the church be more Christ like not less Christ like Diotrephes was a man who was known for causing all sorts of trouble in the church and we'll we'll break that apart but Gaius was the one that John was writing this particular letter to to help him to understand Diotrephes was a member of that church it's evident Uh, he was a disgruntled member we have called him before in our (coughs) last study called him uh, a, a, a church bully. And that's what he is. He was a church bully. He was the guy that was just stirring up all sorts of trouble within the church. Now, he loved to be first. We find that in this verse of scripture. He wanted to be first. He wanted to be known. He wanted to be the one that everyone came to for advice. He wanted to be the one that everyone kind of respected. He wanted to be the boss. He wanted to be the dictator. He wanted to be the Lord of all the rest. He sought that position illegitimately. This was not a God-given position. It was something that he was seeking for himself. And I just ask us tonight as we consider a Diotrephes kind of a a sobering character in scripture, uh, as we consider him, are there still Diotrephes or the spirit of Diotrephes in churches today? Yeah, there sure is. And how we ought to be careful. And when we see something like this, it is not, it is not good for us to look, well, who's the diatrophies of Grace Baptist Church? I think the right thing for us to do is to say, Lord, help me not to be, have the spirit of diatrophies. Would you agree with that? Help me uh, look inward. And we, we immediately get into trouble as believers when we start looking elsewhere and seeing where this message best applies. Especially, guys, when we, uh, when we uh, announce that this message best applies to our spouse, right? That doesn't go over so well. But the fact is, we should always look towards ourself. Oh Lord, help me to have a spirit that is not self-centered, but you-centered and others-centered. And so we can learn from his example and I hope that we will tonight. Notice, first of all, his self-centered ambition. His self-centered ambition, as we think about the desires, the the drive of Diotrephes, I want you to notice, along with this drive, he diminished truth. He was not one who was promoting the truth of God's word and promoting exhortation and promoting the the free course of God's word within the church. He was actually diminishing it and squelching it. Look at verse number 9. I wrote unto the church, But Diotrephes. I mean, that just sends a little bit of chills. But Diotrephes. What's he doing standing in the way of this letter coming to the church? And I want us to realize he diminished the truth from having free course within the church. John had tried to communicate to the church. He needed to communicate some important words to the church. But Diotrephes stood in the way. As I mentioned, many people would, uh, would see 2 John as being that letter. Written to the elect lady, written to the church there in her, in her house, and to her children, and, and so on. And so 2 John was intended for public reading, and it even dealt with, in verses 7 through 11, it even dealt with the deceivers that would come into the church and how they were not to be welcomed in, and they were not to be wished God's speed. But 3 John was written specifically to Gaius to help him understand, hey, there's a guy inside of your church that is one of these deceivers. Ambition will always lead us to diminish the word of God in our lives, as well as in the lives of others. Uh, we'll have to jump over the precepts of God's word and boundaries that God's word puts in place in order to fulfill self-ambition. Uh, if we have ambition for ourselves and great things for ourselves, we'll have to, we'll have to step over God's word in order for others to please us. And, and this was Diotrephes, a man who diminished the word of God. He did not care that the word, that the word would have free course in that, in that church. He did care that his word and his opinion would have free course. You know, we can diminish the word of God in ways that, uh, that right within our church or right within our own lives, we can undermine it. You know, sometimes you hear the word of God and, well, that's just their opinion. Or we can discredit it. And don't you know that I, I've studied the word of God longer than you have? You know, that, that spirit, those little, those little nudges, that, that attitude... Oh, Diotrephes, I don't know how he all went about uh, limiting the spread of this letter around, whether he, he kind of uh, tucked it in a, in, a, in a file 13 or whether he uh, he just he kept it to himself. I don't know all that he did to minimize it, but he, he did not allow the word of God to have free course. Oh, that we would always allow God's word to be front and center and have free course. That what God's word says, we don't judge it, we don't limit it. If it says it, we believe it, we follow it. And so Diotrephes was one who diminished the word word that the church needed. But I want you to notice that his core issue is what is said here. He loved himself and he wanted to promote self. Notice what it says there in in verse number 9. Who loveth to have the preeminence, now notice, among them. He loved to have the preeminence among them. He wanted to be known among the church. He promoted himself in 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 that way. And the word or the phrase, I love it to have the preeminence, is one Greek word. And it, it is the idea that he, he, uh, he, this was his desire, this was his, his lust, this was what he longed for, this is what he laid awake thinking about, this is what occupied his mind, this is what he was all about. In fact, it's the idea that this was his consistent pattern of living. One of the attributes of Diotrephes was that he loved to be first. He loved to be known in that way. This was the pattern of his life. When you would talk to people in that church, and if you would mention Diotrephes' name, they would have the common refrain, he wants to be first, he wants to be known, Uh, he wants to be the best, he wants to lord it over us. And so we find that Diotrephes was living this out. This isn't a a great attribute. Oh, that God would help us steer well clear of that. Romans 12 and verse number 3, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Diotrephes didn't follow that type of uh, instruction. He thought of himself very highly. Jeremiah 45, and verse number 5. Here's a good verse to memorize. Seekest thou great things for thyself? What does God say? Seek them not. Seek them not. For behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, saith the Lord, but thy life will I give unto, the, uh, unto thee for a prey in all places whither thou goest. He says, listen, don't try to promote yourself or I will, I will base you. I will bring you down. Uh, as you think, as many uh, vie for, uh, for uh, position in our, in our world today, you know God is still the God that says, uh, the one that humbles himself, I will exalt. And the one that exalteth himself, I will, I will humble. And we need to remember that. Diotrephes, right within the context of a church like ours, lifted himself up, I want to be first. I want to be known. Ambition will blind us to the fact that that when we seek to be first in the church, we are actually fighting against Christ. Now, this is sobering. I've told you this before, but the two times that the word preeminence is found in our Bible is once here and the other time in Colossians 1.18 where it says that Christ is the head of the church and he is to have preeminence in the church. And here we find a man who is in direct conflict with Jesus Christ the owner, the purchaser, and the head of the church for Christ's position in the church. That's sobering. And I, I, I say that's sobering to all of us in the, in the sense, Lord, help us never to seek your place in the church, but always to remember that we are subservient to you as our, as our Lord, as our owner, Christ, who is to have preeminence in the church. John the Baptist had it right when he said in John three thirty, he must increase and I must decrease. Right? That would, uh, that would change a lot that goes on in our, in our relationships if we would always be thinking, uh, uh, others, others can increase around me, others can have first place, others can be uh, more important than me, I must decrease. What a right, humble attitude to have that Diotrephes did not have. So his ambition was, you can just, this guy who... This guy had a drive to be the most important. He had a drive to promote himself. Uh, you can just imagine the ad campaigns he would put on to promote himself, you know, and what he would talk about to promote himself and to, to put himself forward and make every, I'm sure everyone thought he was somebody and that he was spiritual and he shouldn't be the one they take opinions from. That was the atrophies. He had great ambition in that way, but I want you to notice his self-centered activity. If we have ambition in our hearts... It's going to come out in our activity. Notice in verse number 10, Wherefore, if I come to you, I will remember his deeds, which he doeth. Which he doeth. (laughs) This is what he was doing presently. As John wrote this letter to Gaius, he's just reminding Gaius, Listen, right now I hear that this is going on in the church. I hear that Diotrephes is up to this stuff right now as I write this letter. Uh, He continues to do these things. Notice what John pulls out and says that he does in a very straightforward way. Uh, He he vents with evil words. Uh, He just blows this stuff off. Now, not in front of John, which is interesting. A lot of times when a person has something evil to say or morally corrupt to say or corrupt communication, they don't often say it in front of the people that they're saying it about. They say it when they're distant and when they can't can't stand up for themselves. And so he's saying, hey, listen, I hear about this, that he is is just blowing steam. He is is venting evil words. Look at verse number 10. Prating against us. Now John is including himself as well as the representatives that he had sent out to that church there in Asia Minor. Prating against us with malicious words. This word prating is to babble. It's just a chatter on. When you got around on Diotrephes, he just just was full of it. Full of himself and full of a whole lot of hot air. A lot of talking. Prating on, making foolish, nonsensical utterances. Just letting it all out. Ever been around a person that gives their stream of consciousness? That 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 was Diotrephes. Here it is. If I think it, you know, some people might find, you know, give, uh, take pride in the fact, if I, if I think I just say it like it is. Well, Diotrophes was a type that just, he just blurted it all out. He vented it out. I used to work in construction. And uh, boy, you know what I'm talking about. Just, you just put it all out there. Uh, I was talking to Brother Morris this week, and he, he gave me some papers on John Newton, who wrote uh, the, the song uh, Amazing Grace. It, uh, it was known of him that he could cuss for 30 minutes straight without using the same word. He invented swear words. He was a wicked, wicked, foul mouthed man. And God saved him by his grace. Isn't that amazing? And God can release you of any, any chain that, that you feel um, binds you. But this is Diotrephes, just a man that was babbling, just a constant run of chatter. But the words that he used were without, they they were no good. They were morally corrupt. They were evil. He was saying perverse things, slander, gossip, all sorts of malicious things, things that were intended to hurt. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse number 20, For I fear, lest when I come, I shall find you such as I would. And... And that I shall be found unto you such as you would not, lest there be debates and envying and wrath and strife and backbiting. And here's our word for the slander and gossip, whisperings, whisperings, this chatter behind the scenes and behind the back. And uh, when uh, you're away from the subject at hand, whisperings and swellings and tumults is what Paul's saying to you. Hey, I'm afraid that when I come, I'm going to find you. As I thought, doing some of this stuff. Diotrephes was a man that was using his words to hurt. Proverbs 6, 19, a false witness that speaketh lies is an abomination to God, as well as the one that soweth discord among the brethren. When you arrived at uh, that church there in Asia Minor Asia Minor uh, you you walked in you could feel the tension because they were on edge cuz behind the scenes there was a lot of backbiting going on and it was led by diotrophies there was a lot of slander going on a lot of vying for power there's a lot of pride one that was sowing discord among the brethren. Proverbs 10:19. in the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. There doesn't lack sin. That is exactly true. There, there was a bunch of sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. Dontrophes could have used that as, uh, as a, a, a piece of advice. Notice also, he wasn't just venting with his evil words, but he's rejecting God's servants. Now this is brought out, look at verse number 9 again with me. It's brought out as well in verse number 9 at the end, that he receiveth us not. John goes on to talk a little bit more about that in verse number 10. He's not content with just the malicious words. He doesn't himself receive the brethren. So he's not just content to, to, to throw word bombs at these brethren. When they come through town, He doesn't receive them. He gives them the cold shoulders, what is being said. Uh, As much as Gaius was open in his heart and open with his home to these brethren passing through, Diotrephes was the exact opposite. I don't want you guys here. I don't want you around the church. I, you threaten my kingdom. You threaten my power that I'm, I'm trying to set up here. And so he, he gave them the cold shoulder. And likely, again, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, 2 John 7 through verse 11, uh, it says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves, that ye lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. And he goes on, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house. John is talking about what was going on with Diotrephes. There's a sense where the representatives, John was sending up to minister to the church and to to help them along and encourage them in their faith, to help them continue to grow in their love and the the bounds of love and truth. Uh, Those were being rejected, but you have here this Diotrephes that's saying, Welcome into the, to the different deceivers of that day. One of the main doctrines of that day was the, the Gnosticism, which was that salvation came through special revelation. Uh, those that had a great intellect or a great understanding, uh, salvation came to them. It was a heresy of that day. And it seemed that Diotrephes was welcoming them in and refusing true ministers of the gospel. And John said, this is a problem. He's not just willing to vent with his evil words and to babble on and to, to spread uh, malicious rumors around the church, but when they come into town, he does not even receive us. He doesn't receive the representatives that have sent us uh, up there. He is rejecting the servants of God. gave this illustration to our class a couple weeks ago, but there was a pastor who stood up and uh, years ago, uh, in the 1900s, uh, told his told his church. He says we are going to be having revival meetings, and uh, and we're, we're really looking forward to it. And for several months, the pastor uh, had had promoted this. But in this one service where he had he had announced this, um, he said, "Dr. John o. Rice is going to be coming, and he's going to be preaching our revival meetings." In this particular service, um, the past as the pastor announced this, the uh, there was this man in the church that stood up and walked down the center aisle as the pastor was announcing this and said, over my dead body will Anna Rice come into this church. The meeting was to start on a Monday. And on a Monday night, Dr. Rice uh, told how he arrived at the church that morning at about 11 o'clock in the morning. When he arrived at the church... He was very surprised to see that the parking lot was full. Uh, he walked into the church; it was crammed, overflowing. In fact, he had to find a parking space about two blocks away. So he entered into the church. There's people everywhere, and he's looking through the in, in the lobby and through the glass, and he sees over this banner that is 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 uh, over the stage that talks about the revival meeting that's to start that night with Dr. John R. Rice, and. Under it was a, a casket. He was informed of this story and this man who had made that statement several weeks back that over my dead body would John or Rice come into this, the, into this church and preach this revival meeting. And uh, God took him. Now, so <laughs> some of you look with a wide eye. Listen, God is still the God that took Ananias and Sapphira. And it's not about going against a, a preacher. It's about going against the church of God. It's about going against Christ. You have a Diotrephes who who rejected, I'd I'd fear anything to go against Christ and go against the, the servants that he wants to bring into my life. To help me be conformed to the image of Christ. We have a Diotrephes here who was actively pushing away the servants of God. Remember, the Bible tells us that the church of that day was built upon the foundation of the apostles. They were the foundation of the church. Doesn't mean they were super Christians, superhuman Christians. Just meant God, God had a special task for them to make sure that the church got started right. They were his witnesses. They saw him, they walked with him. And here's John, who is caring for this church as God would have him to, to care for. And yet you have this man up there, Diotrephes, who seeks to promote himself, and push away. Ambition leads us to reject the very messengers, ambassadors that God will send into our lives to help us to be like Christ. It wasn't just that he vented with his words and he rejected God's servants, but I want you to notice what he did in verse number 10. He bullied the church. He bullied Christ's church. He bullied Christ church. It says, neither does does doth he himself receive the brethren and forbiddeth them that would. (laughs) He's literally going around the church and he's telling them, hey, if you let them into your home and if you have them over for dinner and if you bring them into the church, listen, you're done and you're out of here. And that's what he says, and cast them out of the church. And look at the gall of this man. the the brass of this man to do that. He forbids, he prevents them, he drives them away. That's pretty serious. And so here's a self-centered man who is not tolerant of others who are selfless. They want to invite, they want to welcome in, allow God God to use in the minister, and here is this man, Diotrephes that pushes them away. He's not tolerant of them. This is never the characteristic of a Holy Spirit-filled follower of Christ. You look at Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 22 and 23, and you know you find that the Bible tells us the fruit of the Spirit, the outflow of the Spirit in our life is going to be love, it's going to be joy, it's going to be peace, long-suffering. Notice, gentleness, gentleness. <laughs> I think, I think diatrophies needed a little gentleness. Goodness, faith, meekness, strength under control temperance, self-control against such there is no law. Here we have a man who had exalted himself in the church and was making it very unpleasant to be there. Can you imagine being in a church, a fellow church member with diatrophies? No, I wouldn't want to be a fellow church member with diatrophies. Um, but I find it interesting what John does. In verse number 11, he gives our response to it. Because sometimes we can get so focused on, on the thing that's going wrong uh, we can miss a huge opportunity to better ourselves. Um, not, not in some uh, self-focused sort of way, but allow Christ to, uh, to improve us. Look at verse number 11. Beloved, follow not that which is evil. Have you noticed, even in our world right now, it is really easy to be cons- consumed with what is evil? And by what, I mean, uh, what I mean by that is be consumed with knowing, knowing all that is going wrong. Have you noticed that? It's easy, yeah. and it can, it can actually distract us from doing what is right and doing what is best, yeah. right? It can. Uh, I don't know about you, but, you know. I, want, I wanna know what's, w- what's the latest news. They, they, my mind's constantly going there, but oftentimes when I go f- look at the latest news, it discourages me, it, it, it kinda takes the wind out of the sails, and I, I get my focus on things that, that aren't helpful, that aren't advancing the kingdom, right? So so many times in our lives, even in the context of church, we can look at what's going wrong, or we can focus on doing right ourselves. God has a way of taking care of those that are doing wrong within the church. You know that? He has a way of writing wrongs. You know that? It's amazing that, that God is able to do that. But it is his church, and he cares about his church, and, and uh, he also cares about those that threaten him. And so we see there in verse number 11, Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but that which is good. So what is God saying to you and I as a response? If we were to see a Diotrephes in our church, how would we respond to that? Follow after that which is good. Pursue that which is good. Don't stop pleasing God yourself. Diotrephes might not be pleasing God, but make sure you yourself are walking in a way that's pleasing God. Isn't that great? Because we can all, I might not be able to change the diatrophies, but I can make sure that I'm walking in the fear of the Lord. I can make sure that I'm walking in a selfless way. I can make sure by the help of the Holy Spirit that I'm walking in a way that pleases God. Beloved, follow not that which is evil, but follow that which is good. Pursue after this. Make this your goal, your priority. Remembering that he that doeth good is of God. Uh, The person that pleases God, the person that walks in the righteousness of God, that person is is right with God, not the one that, that doeth evil. Notice what Romans 16, verse 17 says, I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause division among you, and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. What is Paul saying? Don't hang out with them. Keep doing what is right. Keep doing what God has told you to do. No matter what other believers do, you do what's right. You do what's right. Now, there are times, and uh, the Bible talks about confronting, there are times where, uh, where that, that is extremely necessary. And God will lead that in the, in, in the right way in a, in a church. But we must always take note of ourselves. Go back to 2 John and notice what he says there. In verse number 8. Because he says, hey, there's deceivers that want to enter into the world. Alright, so we can get all focused on those deceivers. But what does he tell that, the whole church? He says, look to yourselves. Why? That we lose not those things which we have wrought. That we, we don't lose those things which we have gained. That we don't lose the... the, the, the foundation, the the traction, all the spiritual blessings, the the spiritual growth that we've gained, but that we receive a full reward. Look to yourselves. And so again, John, in a similar way, as he said to the whole church, says to Gaius, hey Gaius, make sure you keep doing right. You keep doing the right thing. God has a way of, of handling those that are doing wrong, but you do the right thing. And uh, may God help us to continue to do the right thing, no matter what others do. No matter what other believers in your life do. No matter what other believers in your family do. No matter what other believers in your workplace do. You do right. You do right. And keep on doing right. And uh, as the old statement is, do right till the stars fall. And no, they're not going to fall. Do right. Do right. And may God help us always to avoid the spirit of diatrophies in our own life. It's a self centered spirit, it's a self promoting spirit. But may God help us to have a Christ-filled spirit, spirit that's always looking to others, and let's ask God to help us with that. Father, thank you tonight for this opportunity to look into your word. Uh, Lord, we need your help because uh, oftentimes as, as humans, Lord, we, we want to we wanna focus on ourselves and you know, how others have offended us or hurt us or uh, how they're opposing us. Lord, help us to look to you, the author, the finisher of our faith, and to make a choice like a Gaius, to just continue doing right. No matter what everyone else around us is doing, but to continue doing right. And I pray that you would make our church to be full of Gaiuses and Demetriuses, uh, folks who are just focused on doing right and living godly in Christ Jesus. Help us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening today. For more information about Grace Baptist Church, please visit our website at gracebaptistofkettering.org. And remember, you are always welcome at Grace Baptist Church.